So this whole month of February, I want to talk about love. Um, it's Valentine's Day. Next week um, is our celebration of, our, of Valentine's Day and our recommitment to love, not just to a spouse or partner, but our recommitment to love for ourselves, for all of our relationships, our friendships, our partners, even our coworkers all the people that we come in contact with and have a hard time loving, perhaps. Our love for God and what that means and our love for life. So starting with the hardest love of all, that's how that, what that song should have been called. The hardest love of all. Cause it is. Because like Maya Angelou says, we make mistakes and then we allow those mistakes to stand between us and the mirror and we can't see ourselves clearly. And so, why should I love myself? Well, that's what that song was about. Because where I am, God is. I am an expression of God moving through life imperfectly and perfectly at times and imperfectly, and yet that's who I am. And if I have any inkling that that's who I am, then why do I think I'm not worthy? This is the, this is the hardest love of all, and it's the greatest block on the spiritual path, is this idea that we're somehow unworthy to receive, to receive good, to receive love, to receive abundance, to receive a relationship with God. I mean, I, I remember walking around um, thinking, huh, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call on God as soon as I clean up my behavior a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to really rely on God when I get a good meditation practice going because otherwise I'm like, help God. I know I'm not doing what I'm supposed to do, but help me anyway. Um, yeah, this idea of somehow unworthiness, if we have, to, uh, we have to prove ourselves, that somehow we have to pay rent in order to take up space on this planet. Yeah. What if I told you that your place on the planet was permanently rent-free and that you're here only because the greatest love of all brought you here in a billionth of a billionth of a billionth of a chance that you were born a human on planet earth at the time you were among all the galaxies yeah can you believe that a little bit a little bit it's hard it's hard so why do I act if I'm unworthy of self-regard, of self-esteem, of self-care, of self-appreciation, and of self-love without conditions? I will love me. I know I will love me a lot when I lose 15 pounds. I will love me when he shows me that he loves me enough that I start to believe that I'm worthy of love because he said so. <laughs> Right? I will believe I'm worthy when I win the award. I will believe I'm worthy when I get that raise. I will believe I'm worthy when someone or something outside of me tells me that I am. 
That's the way we live so much of our lives, outer directed. And so what this is about today is to look at how to live a life that's inner directed. So we're second guessing God. Is that what you want to do? Okay, God, I know you made me in perfection and love, but you were wrong. <laughs> Obviously, you were wrong about that. Look at this mess here. What if we just decide to say, God, you must have been doing something right. I may not be able to see it every moment, but help me. Help me see through the eyes of love. Is that song that's so touching? How could anyone ever tell you? You are anything less than beautiful. Most people aren't telling you that. You're saying that to yourself. We say that to ourselves. I'm less than whole. We're not less than whole. And maybe we started telling ourselves that because someone in our early life told us that through words or actions or attitude. But we don't live there anymore. We take up permanent residence of this particular body that each of us is in, and we get to decide. We get to decide. So when I started um, talking about this, because this is hard, it's the hardest love for me too, and I have grown very much in it over the years. But I would not say I'm now a graduate of Self Love University, and I <laughs> cannot say that. So I have a, I have a, um, I like words. So I started looking up words, esteem. Esteem means respect and admiration. So when you have self-esteem, self can you respect and admire yourself? Hmm, think about that for a minute. From posit positive psychology, the way they re define these words is self-esteem is what we think and feel and believe about ourselves. Self-worth is recognizing I am greater than all of those things. I am greater than what I think, what I feel, and what I believe. That is self-worth. Self-regard. To regard someone means to have respect or consideration. So self-regard is to have respect and consideration for oneself. Do you ever... Stand in the kitchen and go, well, there's not enough to go around, so I'll go hungry so that everyone else has something to eat. Have you ever stood in the kitchen and done that? Mm -hmm. I'm looking at you, Pam. I know you have. <laughs> yeah. That's what we do. And that's what we're taught to do. That's what we're taught to do. Self-appreciation. Now, to appreciate somebody means we are mindful of them. We're mindful of their good qualities. We're mindful um, and we have to acknowledge, appreciation is to acknowledge those things and then to show gratitude. That's what appreciation is. So self-appreciation is mindful of who we are and the good that we do, often without even noticing it. So when you start practicing gratitude, see if you can start practicing gratitude for yourself. I'm grateful for this body. Not, yeah, but it could stand a, you know, no, I am grateful for this body. I'm grateful for this mind. I'm grateful that I can make choices. 
I'm grateful that I'm a pretty kind person. I'm grateful that I'm nice. I'm grateful that I have this job. I'm grateful that I have whatever. But give ourselves, not give the appreciation, yes, give the appreciation out there, but understand that everything we are, besides maybe our very coming into existence, is because of choices we are making. And we tend to focus on the choices that we don't like rather than the choices that we do like. Hello, you're here, good for you. You are attracted to a place that tells you that you are greater than what you think you are, that you are actually the love of God in action. So if you don't feel that yet, I'm asking you to know that worthiness tells me that you are greater than what you feel and what you think and what you believe. And when you know you have that worthiness, then the thinking and the feeling and the believing can begin to follow that. It doesn't come the other way, I don't believe. I don't think we go, oh, I believe that someday I'll be good, and then I keep trying to do good things, and then someday I go, hey, I'm pretty good. I think I'll have self-worth now. I think when we come from a place of self-worth, then everything we do, the character of it changes. The character of our choices changes. We begin to accept responsibility for ourselves and not accept responsibility for other adults and what they're doing and what they're thinking and how they're voting. (laughs) We're thinking of ourselves. Yeah. Self-appreciation. Have you appreciated yourself lately? Have you said, thank you, Melinda. Thank you, Pam. Thank you, Melissa. Thank you, Bill. Have you done that? I invite you to do it. I invite you to do it. As a matter of fact, let's do it right now. Your name. Put your name in here and just say, thank you, whatever your name is. Let's say it out loud. Let's say it proud. And let's take a deep breath and decide to know it. Together, Thank you, Melinda. How'd that feel? Let's do it one more time. Thank you, Melinda. Yeah. Yeah. What if you did that two or three times a day? What if you got up in the morning and said, thank you, Melinda. I did a really good job waking up. (laughs) And thank you, God. And to begin to understand that thank you, me, an expression of God, is part of thanking God. And that if we thank God and we don't have regard for ourselves, then we are withholding. We are withholding from who we really are, what we're really here for. Self-compassion. Turning compassion inward. Compassion means that when you see the pain of the world, your heart is moved so that you want to do something about it. So that you would change it if you could. So that you spend some time figuring out how you might help to change it. So what is self-compassion? What if if you feel your own pain, you say, oh, That's painful, rather than saying, get over it, get out there, get your work done. What about if you feel your own pain and you say, yeah, that hurts, that hurts, that really hurts. 
You can be kind to yourself. You can be understanding. That hurts because you've had a loss. That hurts because you are not taught your self-worth. That hurts because... And spend some time with that. Right? You do that for other people. Maya Angelou says, you may not control all the events that happen to you, but you can decide not to be reduced by them. I can be changed by what happens to me, but I refuse to be reduced by it. Ooh. Yeah. I, I often wish I were Maya Angelou. <laughs> Self-care. I laugh. <laughs> Because I fall down on this a lot. I'm not always good at taking care of myself. And I have spent um, several months of last year uh, doing a really good job of not taking care of myself. And um, nobody to blame but me. I said yes to things that I wanted to do, but I didn't actually have the physical and mental energy to do and come through whole. <laughs> and myself and healthy. I did the things and I was exhausted for months afterward. I'm really just starting to feel like I'm getting my energy back. So self-care for me is often to say no, even to someone I love, even to an opportunity that's flattering. Oh, they want me, they want me. I realized that that is exactly what I did when I was 15. He wants me. <laughs> Didn't occur to me then to go, do I want him? Because <laughs> mm, mm, my life would have turned out different. But I'm over that, right? I'm over that. But am I? Am I? They want me. They've, they are honoring me with this position that has only been done by people that I admire before. So maybe I can do it and become one of the people I admire. Follow that logic to its ending and realize how ridiculous it is. I can admire myself whether I ever do that or not. Self-care means taking action to preserve or improve one's own well-being and happiness. Self-care. We know how to care for others. We show up for them. Do you have trouble showing up for yourself? We know that we care for others by giving them our time and our attention. Are you giving yourself time and attention? Maya Angelou again says, I not only have the right to stand up for myself, I have the responsibility. I can't ask someone else to stand up for me if I won't stand up for myself. And once you stand up for yourself, you'd be surprised at the people who say, can I help you? Right? Sometimes we wait for somebody to say, it's okay for you to stand up now. You, you're allowed. But what if we give ourselves permission and say, you know what? I'm standing up. And then if we start to tumble or fall, we might see that there are people there to support us. But when we wait for someone else to come up to us and say, hey, you, I think, I think you might be worthy of standing. Why don't, why, why don't you do that? Why don't I help you stand? 
We, it has to be self, self-directed. It has to come from inside. And ooh, I love this one. Comfort. We know how to comfort people, right? We tell them beautiful truths about themselves. You are beautiful. I love you. I'm so sorry for the pain that you're going through. Let me hold you. Let me make you some food. Let me think of all the ways. Let me get you a warm blanket. Let me hold your hand. So what does self-comfort look like? Using our mind or talents or skills within us to bring ourselves back to ease when we are distressed or stressed or scared. Ooh, I mean, this one just really rang with me. So think about it. I am stressed. And so rather than going, oh, Melinda, you're really stressed. How about if you just, you know how to breathe, just take 10 deep breaths. Know that this too shall pass. Slow yourself down a little bit. Maybe you need to take a potty break. Maybe you need to have something to eat. Rather than what I often do, which is like, you're so stressed and you wouldn't be so stressed if you hadn't and and it's getting worse because then you're not doing then and then and they're still waiting back there. And how how often do you do that? I don't know. It may be just me. But I do that, I make it worse. I make it worse for myself. We, we go from self-directed to it's my fault. And there's a difference. We can make choices and see that the choice doesn't bring the result that we want and we can make a different choice without saying it's my fault. I was bad. I didn't do good. I didn't do right. I didn't do what I'm supposed to do. Ah, self-comfort, conscious, constructive behavior that serves us better than merely self-care. Think about that for a minute. Conscious, have you ever comforted yourself? Have you lately comforted yourself? Gone, wow, you're having such a hard time, and it's okay. And it's okay, let's just sit here and have a hard time for a minute. Or you're having such a hard time, you know what? It might be time to reach out. You know there are people who love you and who will affirm you, so maybe it's time to reach out. That's a way of taking over your self-comfort. Not waiting for somebody to go, oh, poor you, but to say, I need help. Anybody have trouble saying, I need help? Anybody think you can do it better on your own? Anybody slightly ashamed when you said you didn't need help and you found you can't do it better on your own and now you really can't ask anybody because you're going to have to say, I was wrong. (laughs) This is really, I mean, I've done the study of, of loving self for so long. And you know, Jesus said, love thy neighbor as thyself. Love thy neighbor as thyself. That's in the Quran too. It's in... Lots of, maybe in different words, but it's in lots of world literature that you have to love your brother. And what Jesus said is love your brother as yourself. Not, and somehow for the first 30 years of my life, what I heard was love your brother more than yourself. Your brother is way more important than you are. 
You stand in the back row, you let them go in front. You move to the side, you let them pass. Loving my neighbor as myself means I love my neighbor as much as I love myself. And if I don't think much of me, I promise you that I'm not going to be very loving to my neighbor. I may stand aside, but I'm standing aside like, oh, you're more important. You go ahead. Mm -hmm. <laughs> With resentment, which hurts only us, well, actually it hurts our relationships as well. So this idea of loving as yourself. And I love this. I'm, I'm quoting Maya Angelou a lot. My mission in life is not merely to survive, but to thrive. And to, do the, and to do so with some passion, some compassion, some humor, and some style. Yeah. What if you didn't believe that you were... My self-esteem used to be based on, I, I, believe, I believe I'm allowed to take up some space and I can, I can be here and it's okay. But it wasn't like, no. I deserve every good thing. I deserve to be joyous. I deserve to have fun. I deserve to have fulfilling relationships. I deserve to have love. I deserve to give love. I deserve to be in a community of love and know there are people I can call on. Ooh, what about that? What about if we get out of survival mode, out of subsistence consciousness, where we just take enough food to keep ourselves alive? into abundance consciousness, where we understand that, hey, there's a whole feast before us. We don't have to eat the whole thing, but we can eat what we want. We can. We can if we want. And if we eat too much, we can forgive ourselves for that. So self-comfort, self-compassion, self-care, self-regard, self-esteem, all of those things, if we're going to do them, have this in common. They are creative. They are imaginative, right? Not just physical, but you have to put yourself in the mind space of understanding that we're worthy of compassion, of exploring what it means to comfort myself. First of all, pay attention to what's going on with me. Am I mad? Am I really mad at the dirt on the floor? Or am I actually mad because I gave myself a deadline and I am not meeting it and now I'm extremely stressed and everybody else needs to just get out of my way? Yeah? So first of all, we have to look inside ourselves. We have to understand a little bit about what's going on and then we can use our imaginations. What if I just stand here and breathe for a minute? We have to know that that's comforting. We have to know what it's like. Creativity to connect ourselves to the truth of who we are. We use our imaginations, our ideas, our artistic work, our problem-solving abilities. That's creative. We use our idea of what all the possibilities are. We find alternatives to what's not working. We find entertainment. <laughs> and what I mean by that is humor. Sometimes, if you look at it clearly, it's just funny. It's just funny. Bob and I would not have been married as long as we are if we could not 
frequently, as in many times a day, laugh at ourselves. Not laugh at each other, but laugh at ourselves because we start doing the, the old dance that doesn't work and then we see ourselves dancing when you go, isn't this ridiculous? Okay, you know? Laugh, it's, it's great. Creativity unblocks old patterns and habits of thinking. It allows for non-linear thinking. It allows for empathy. So when you use your creativity, your skills, your talents, your imagination, your ideas to go, okay, here is what's hurting. Here's, here's what my problem is. Here, is. here is what needs comfort. How can I comfort that? Because guess what? Only you know. You're the only one that knows what's going to bring you true comfort. But if you're making up that the only true comfort is for something out there to make its way over to you and fix it, then that is not using your imagination for yourself. That's using it against yourself. So use your creativity, your imagination, and learn to love your body, your mind, your senses, your emotions, your spirit. We love our bodies by feeding them, by exercising them, by getting them sleep, by allowing them to rest when they're tired, by giving them, by using their energy to do what needs to be done, right? And we don't do it perfectly. It doesn't matter. You ate too much, you ate too little today. Okay, that was today. That's gone. Stop letting it be between you and the mirror so that you can't see yourself clearly. Love your mind, feed it good things. What have you been putting in your mind lately? You've heard garbage in, garbage out? Mm-hmm. If you torture your mind with negative images or books or you know, TV, whatever, if you torture your mind with negative images, don't expect yourself to be able to react from your mind with other than negativity. Right? Especially if you start to believe those ne negative images. Garbage in, garbage out. Beauty in, beauty out. W are you feeding yourself some beauty every day? Are you taking the time to stop and look at something that's beautiful? Are you taking the time to use your senses to enjoy beauty? To hear the songbirds, to smell the flowers, to see the sunset or the sunrise or the blue sky. Thank you, God. Yeah. So we can feed our senses and we can please our senses, right? And also we can override them for our greater good. You're like, my sense is telling me I need another bowl of ice cream. <laughs> We can go, okay, but I'm not listening to you now because it's not for our greater good, right? Our emotions, to be kind, compassionate, to make space for them. Make space for how you're feeling. Don't denigrate it or put it down. You all know what it is to see a child go, ah, and a mom go, hush. This idea, there's no room for that. Don't be joyful right now. We got things to do. Quit jumping up and down. Or I'll give you something to cry about. 
better stop that crying. I'll give you something to cry about. I remember as a young child going, well, that's the stupidest thing I ever heard. I'm already crying. What do you want to add to it? It's not going to make it better. So we're kind and compassionate to ourselves, And we have our feelings, but we don't believe our feelings. See the difference? We can have this feeling of being frightened. We don't have to believe that we're actually at risk. We can have the feeling of being stressed, but understand that there are other choices besides that. We don't have to believe our feelings, but we do have to be aware of them to make space for them. And we have to learn to love our spirits. And how do we do that? We grow them. And how do we grow them? Through every act of love, through every thought of love, through every word of love, through every recognition of love, through beauty, through freedom, through kindness. Maybe you grow your spirit through reading. Maybe you grow it through coming here. Maybe there are a million ways you grow your spirit. But until you take a conscious idea and say, I want my spirit to grow. You know, you can be, you can be a spiritual couch potato. No, I learned this stuff a long time ago and it feels real good. I'm just going to sit right here. That is not love for your spirit. If it's not growing your spirit, it's not loving your spirit because you are different from who you were the last time you thought about who you were. And so I ask, are you willing to invest in yourself? Invest your time, your attention, your compassion, your kindness, your comfort, your creativity. Are you willing to invest in yourself and to ask for help if you need it? And to know, to believe anything you want, but to know underneath the belief that the truth is that I am worthy because I am. Thank you. So I talked a little long. Imagine that. You know, um, I'm always preaching to myself. <laughs> Y'all just happen to be here. <laughs> I tell you, I, I, I talk to you about the things that I need to remember, that I need to learn from, that I need to grow. And as it turns out, and I learned this years ago, we're all one. And so what's good for me is good for you. Maybe not the particulars, but the ideas. So let's just take a moment to breathe. We're not going to do a long meditation. And with that breath, breathe in and allow every exhale to relieve any tension, any stress, any self-blame, any fault-finding, any judgment, lack of compassion. And on every inhale, just inhale love.
You are here because you are meant to be here. Love designed you. Love constantly gives you life. And love is greater and longer and more powerful and infinitely larger than just this earthly life. But we can live a joyous one if we remember to allow the love in and to allow it out. Don't put those mistakes between us and our mirrors. Don't build walls between us and others. But say to yourself, I want all the love I can get. And I want to give all the love that is mine to give. And what you'll find out is that you have an inexhaustible source of love. We are one in that love. And so in your mind, say to yourself, I love you and put your own name there. Say it again to yourself and mean it. And I invite you to say this to yourself daily. is yours. So it is. Amen.